Howdy, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Texas. The show about some things, Texas. And some things, silly hats. And we've got a great show in store for all of y'all today. But before we get to anything, first. Tito's and Shiner. Gonna be an all-nighter. And I just might find her at the Whataburger dance halls and women but man I'm wishing that I was fishing by the river tonight in Texas as always your favorite segment and ours you're not sponsors. Not sponsors. Who's our first not sponsor? Our first not sponsor for today's episode of Texas is Dodge Pickup Trucks. Dodge, Dodge Pickup, Pickup Trucks. Trucks. Official sponsors of Yellowstone because it's the only commercial that plays between the live shows. Dodge, Dodge Pickup, Pickup Trucks. Trucks. Do you work in the oil field or are you just a successful Wall Street scumbag? Dodge, Dodge Pickup, Pickup Trucks. Trucks. It feels like I'm rolling through Dick Down in Dallas, but here I am in Austin. Dodge, Dodge Pickup, Pickup Trucks. Trucks. Boy, is that a Hemi because that's a really <laughs> shitty truck. Dodge, Dodge Pickup, Pickup Trucks. Trucks. <laughs> that was good. Thanks, that was man. Good. I appreciate I really it. Li- I'm going to take this hat off. Oh, uh, yeah? Is, yeah, is that getting uncomfortable? Well, it's just hard to, you know. Do you know it. anybody who drives a Dodge pickup? Not. Not in Texas. Oh, wait. O'Malley drives one. Does O'Malley drive one? Or it's a Tacoma. Oh, that's that's a Toyota. That's a Toyota. I yeah. get the two confused quite a bit, if I'm being honest. I don't think that's normal. I just personally. Right, yeah, yeah. You just personally. Very frequently get the two mixed up. Who's our other not sponsor? <laughs> our other not sponsor today is Dr. Pepper. Dr. Dr. Pepper. 23 flavors and you can't recognize one of them. Dr. Dr. Pepper. Invented by a pharmacist to make a chemical soda comparable to Coca-Cola. Dr. Pepper. Also the best jelly bean of all the jelly beans. Dr. Pepper. It's your grandma's favorite drink. Dr. Pepper. It's basically like coffee for everybody in West Texas. Dr. Pepper. It's a breakfast food. Dr. Pepper. And it's like crack for people not from West Texas. Dr. Pepper. It's Coke for Texans. Dr. Pepper. Making Pepsi eat... Since 1985. Dr. Dr. Pepper. There we go. That was good. I, I like liked that. It. Thanks for being a Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. A little Dr. Pepper of our mm. own. Mm. Very, yeah. We got a couple of just interesting things to dive into really quick. We're yeah. going over time as a Baptist preacher usually yes. does. So we're, what we do. Um, and we're, we're dressed really nice mm-hmm. today. Um, Why are we dressed nice, Connor? We are going to see the screening. Mm-hmm. We were invited by our good friends, Coda, Millet, and Michael Fish. We'll link the episode Michael right Fisher. Here right here um to go to the first screening of their movie up on the housetop probably one of the one of the very few horror christmas movies ever made and it's a really cool full, full circle moment full circle moment they, because they we interviewed the them last year helped mm-hmm. them raise some money Around like almost time. a year ago yeah almost a year ago and now we're going to the premiere and so it's going to be fantastic it's going to be great we're excited but before we do any of that we got to get to a couple of things yes we do um you know what happened once upon a time in texas history once upon a time once upon a time i want a petition to move once upon a time to after small town since you always, since I always do up. that. Fine, let's start right now. Who was our small town of the week? Small town of the week is Canadian, Texas. Canadian, Texas. Canadian, Texas is a city in the county seat of Hemp Hill County, United States, population 2,649 in the 2010 census. So it nice. is a true Texas small town. Now, this one is in 
the panhandle. We often talk about small towns in East Texas, mm-hmm. Hill Country, that area. But I wanted to highlight something a little bit different, a little new for you guys, Canadian Texas. Canadian Texas. So Canadian Texas is sometimes called the Oasis of the High Plains. Oasis of the High Plains. I don't know who calls it that, but that is what it is sometimes called. The trail flows along <laughs> the, the trails along the river are older than recorded history. Really? Francisco Coronado came through Francisco 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 Coronado came through in the area in 1541. Wow. In a vain search for the seven cities of Cibola. Oh. Which is part of this this like cities of gold, right? Yeah. Like that was the El Dorado search, yeah. right? Is they're just trying to find gold cities in gold. in new places. Early settlers thought the river would flow all the way to Canada. Mm. They were wrong. They, doesn't it flow like <laughs> not even that not direction? Not even that direction. So they thought it would, you know, lead them to yeah. Canada. It didn't. <laughs> Plot twist. In 1840, Josiah Gregg and 34 men from Missouri passed through Canadian with trading goods worth $25,000 while mm. en route to Santa Fe, New Mexico. In 1849, of New Mexico. Parties headed for the California Gold Rush passed through, led by Captain Randolph B. Marcy. In the 1870s and 80s, hunters, cattlemen, settlers alike used the trails as the panhandle was open for Anglo-American settlement. Canadian had a Baptist Academy. Robert Moody, 1838 to 1950, a banker, rancher, and academy trustee, built the Moody Hotel downtown to reflect on the future of the community. The three-story brick veneer structure replaced the former Macintosh Hotel. The Moody opened in the late 1910 with 40 guest rooms. You want me to stop now? Am I going to keep doing it? <laughs> I'm that was waiting, mostly. I'm waiting was for mostly you to get bit. to the punchline, <laughs> which is former home of Tom Brown. Former home of Tom Brown. Uh, otherwise, the uh, well, the real person mm-hmm. from the real podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Brown's body. Tom Brown's body. Yeah. That's actually true. Yeah, that is, yeah. So if Canadian sounds familiar, it's probably because of that podcast, not because of anything we just said. Here's my favorite part about Canadian Texas. Mm-hmm. Part of uh, Castaway's film there. Wait, what? Yeah, the Tom Hanks movie Castaway. Part of it was filmed in Canadian. Like the part, the part where he goes to the person whose mail, he's yeah. like, hey, this is your package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the Canadian Texas on the address or like it's just film? It's just film there. I, I can't remember if it's on the address, but that's it's wild. There. Wild, right? What? Canadian Texas, everybody. The Oasis of the Panhandle. The Oasis of Tom Hanks. And uh, somebody from our gym is from. Uh, yeah, a good friend of ours mm-hmm. in the gym who we got some inside info for the Tom Brown case from, which was pretty interesting. That was actually really fun. Tom Brown's Body from Texas Monthly. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's a great read. Very good. Well, it's we, a good uh, yeah. listen. Listen, sorry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Texas Monthly, anything they do, we're mm-hmm. going to support. They're also so Canadian Texas mm-hmm. storied football program. They're so obsessed with football that they don't have a baseball team. Why would you? Well, like they're like it would distract from springtime mm-hmm. from like spring football. You so can't they just have, don't you have. Can't have your quarterback throwing baseballs. No, just doesn't work saying. that way. Doesn't work no, that way. Can't work that way. Running a small business is incredibly hard when you have no idea how to market it or brand it clearly. Small business owners, small business operators across the country work so hard to make products and services that they are proud of, but almost always hit a plateau in growth. That's why Creators Collective is here to help. For years, we have helped businesses triple, quadruple, even five times their revenue by creating branding and marketing content that clarifies your brand and drives sales. So if you are at a bottleneck or at a plateau trying to grow your small business, even stay in business, make sure to visit Creators Collective us right now schedule a call so we can find out what services you need 
how we can work with you and make sure that we can boost your bottom line so that you can grow as a business. Do you want to do you want to find out what happened once? I would love time? to <laughs> know what happened once one time since we just changed the structure of our podcast 78 episodes in. I kind of just wanted to make you a little mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> What's, who's our small town? We just did the small town. Yeah. What happened once once upon a time? time. So in the 1880s, Dr. Pepper was created by a pharmacist named Charles Alderton in Waco, Texas, and first served around 1885. Okay. So Dr. Pepper actually has kind of a storied history. Mm -hmm. It was invented before Coca-Cola. Did you know what? that? I did yeah. not know that. So it was it was invented before Coca-Cola. Okay. Uh, though it wasn't as widespread in popularity mm-hmm. until a little bit, you know, kind of after. It was kind of like one of the first colas. And Charles Alderton was a pharmacist uh, back in the day. All these pharmacies had little soda fountains attached. Yeah, and witches in the back. And like witches things. in the back. Yeah. You, you can't forget the witches in the back. No. Or the brujas, as, uh, <laughs> as they were called. Nice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy sets out to invent a soda that can compete with some of the other like sarsaparillas mm-hmm. and root beers that they have floating around. And he comes up with a proprietary 23 ingredient list. Okay. And this list, this recipe is reported to be stored in two different vaults. So mm-hmm. they've torn the recipe in half and the original recipe is said to be in two different locations. What? And, and you can't split it evenly. And no one person knows the combination to both safes. How do they keep this? Like, how does it stay? I don't know. So that's like one of the things is whenever they have to make a new batch of whatever it is, they have to get these two people together. They have to get their own codes and they have yeah. to take out the original to recipe. This day, to right? this day, what? That is the myth anyway. I don't know if that's still how it's done, but okay. that is the myth, nice. right? Really cool, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the whole thing is there are 23 distinct ingredients that make Dr. Pepper different from everything else. And that's actually really important because Dr. Pepper, once it was available in 1885, became very popular, widespread popularity. Mm-hmm. They wanted to bottle it and sell it, and they were able to do so. What started happening is you forget that these, these conglomerates become so big that they start competing with each other. Yeah. And Coca-Cola wasn't happy that Dr. Pepper existed. Yeah. So they sued them for infringement on, uh, on like their product. Okay. So Dr. Pepper does this really clever thing where they, they distinguish that they aren't a Coca, they aren't a cola product mm-hmm. uh, or a cola soda. They're a pepper soda. So they, they distinguish a separate category. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Pepper then sues Coca-Cola because Coca-Cola tries to make a spinoff product called pepper. Are you serious? I'm serious, which they then have to change to Mr. Pibb. Oh, now Dr. Pepper's doing okay, but they come on some dire financial straits. Mm -hmm. And what happens is Coca-Cola starts to make a move to maybe buy them. But the FCC is like, no, that's that's monopoly. You can't you can't own. You can't have both. You can't have both. You have to choose. Right. So Dr. Pepper teams up with 7up. 7up comes in and they form Dr. Pepper 7up, that particular conglomerate. Mm -hmm. And then they just start competing. What the heck? I know, right? So <laughs> so you've got these two different sodas, and they can only coexist because Dr. Pepper has created a subcategory of yeah, soda for its, uh, for from itself. cola. Okay. And it all started at a little pharmacy in Waco, Texas. Wow. Now, there are a lot of like back and forths on why it's called Dr. Pepper. They say the pharmacist grew up in a town of, uh, that, you know, he worked under this guy whose name was Pepper mm-hmm. or had an affair with his daughter. None of that is substantiated. That is completely, you know, they're like, yeah. well, he was in a town 40 miles away. That's impossible. I personally think he was definitely sleeping with the daughter. Yeah, because that's, that's how the thought process goes. That's how the thought process goes. He he's not from her. here. Right. 
probably banged the guy's daughter. What I appreciate the most is that to this day, we have a soda option with a PhD. Nice. Thanks. From Texas. Did you like that I, I wrapped uh, yeah, it up that, a little bit? Good. Yeah, yeah, that's thank good. you. You're thank so you. much better at this than I am. I'm, I'm really not. You are. No. <laughs> I think you are. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I, I, I mean. I think, you know what? I'm not better. It's just different. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> um, all right, you want to hear about our badass? I want to hear about our badass. Who's now, our badass? So this person's a badass, not for what they accomplished, but for how they suffered through accomplishing almost nothing. Okay. <laughs> and I mean that with like all sincerity. Okay. Jerry Marin was the coach of the losingest high school football program well, in Texas history. Scarborough High School in Houston, Texas, suffered through a 44-game losing streak from 2009 oh to 2013. What the so there were seniors on the team mm-hmm. that graduated having never seen victory. Mm-hmm. But Jerry Marin, I just need a moment of silence for that. Yeah, that his yeah. I mean, ima- imagine in Texas, mm-hmm. a high school football program losing forty four games in a row, and not just shutting down the school, right? And that this I'm coach, surprised the town didn't get burned down. Well, I mean, it's in Houston. Can you, can you imagine yeah. if Andrews High School had gone? F- 10 games without Dude, like, if we if we went one and nine that coach is fired coach is done done like yeah probably murdered if we're being honest if we're being honest um we'll yeah jerry points. marin coached him through four completely winless seasons Whew. before getting a victory um <laughs> yeah and, and at one point in a texas monthly article uh, he's quoted as jokingly saying that he is the worst football coach in texas <laughs> Wow. So he he had the humor he had some humor, to like yeah. be like, yeah, I'm not very good. <laughs> you know, I was just in there teaching history and they the were breaks. like, uh, yeah. you're bald. So maybe you should coach football, too. And so, yeah, Jerry Marin. I just want to shout out a guy who stuck shout with it Jerry Marin. for four years in the Texas high school football scene before ever seeing a victory. You know what? Cheers. Yeah. Cheers Honestly, to you, sir. Cheers, cheers. And that dovetails really nicely into what we we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Well, we got to do our Texas update mm. first. Okay. Right, you ready? Okay. <clears throat> Texas update. <laughs> Last week, a female teacher at Canyon Lake High School in Canyon, Texas, was arrested for sending sexually explicit and nude pictures to a 15 year old male student, said the student's father. Nice. <laughs> Team USA beats Iran in the World Cup, marking the first ever USA victory in the Middle East. <laughs> some people are going to hate that joke. Oh, man, that's going to get some heat. And some people who actually served are going to love that joke. Uh-huh. Um, thank you, Doc Simpson. Over Thanksgiving, 3D printing company Icons Warehouse burned down in a warehouse fire. They've put down a $1 million bounty on the primary suspect, the OfficeJet 2D printer. Such a bad joke. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. 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 This one. ERCOT says they expect the lights to stay on this winter. Said Motel 6 founder, William Becker. Oh, so you think it's so easy. (laughs) That was good. Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's the Texas update. I couldn't think of a joke for this one, but I did. Jenny brought this up the other day. Yeah. Um... Because it's Christmas, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll get to our topic, but I, just, I had to bring this up because it was kind of genius. Mm-hmm. Is 
the mom that Santa was kissing the daughter of the grandma that got run over by the reindeer? Sure. Blew my mind. It's a, it's a f up family. <laughs> it's a really weird family. <laughs> anyway, uh, isn't that um, basically the plot of Killer Joe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, back to right, Texas anyway, high school. Back to Texas high school. We are nearing the state finals yes, for all divisions, six man, all the way to six A, one and two. Did mm -hmm. you know that there's now one there's and two? One and two, yeah. For all. Things are getting insane. It's getting pretty big it's, around here. And you know, that's kind of what what we want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we were, we were talking about, you know, Texas high school football the other day. Because our, it, our grandfather uh, was a coach. mom's side was a coach. Mm -hmm. And a very good one. A very that. good one. He coached high school football. I remember if you ever had Felder Hogan for history mm -hmm. in Andrews, Texas, yep. he would talk about his favorite coach of all time. Coach Boyd. Coach Boyd. Ah, shouts out Big Daddy. Shouts but, Big Daddy. you know, it's it's a thing across pop culture that mm -hmm. high school football in Texas is different. Is different. It's a religion. And you and I can both attest, attest to that. That I mean, you know, I, I always tell people, have you seen the movie Friday Night Lights? Yeah. And there's this specific scene before the first game where it shows businesses shut down. Mm -hmm. You know, at the game, we'll be back at 10 p.m. Yeah. That's what Andrews That's was. That's like real. that. That is a real thing. Well, I mean, also, you know, Friday Night Lights, Varsity Blues. Mm -hmm. There's movies made about football in Texas. Oh, yeah. Right now, the five highest paid high school football coaches. This is high school, guys. This isn't college. This college. Is high school. Which there is a substantial gap between yes. college and high school. There is. But, but, but again, Hank Carter at Lake Travis mm -hmm. High School here in Austin or Lakeway. $158,512 is his salary. It's a high school coach's. That's not even like mentioning a housing stipend, a car, car stipend, stipend, gas stipend. God knows what kind of kickbacks he gets from the boosters. Yeah. Uh, dude, who knows what's coming under, under the table? Um, Scott Stewart at Carthage High School in East Texas that I didn't even know they had a good football program. I don't think they do. <laughs> 154,900. We're getting to the point where these high school coaches are are going to break $200,000 mm -hmm. in the next like 10 years. Todd of salary. Again, salary. this is yeah, yeah. money we salary. Know. Todd Dodge at Westlake 150k even. Gary Joseph at Katie High School 138,588. Randy Allen at Highland Park 133,875. Wow. These guys are getting paid so much money. Yeah. And on at face value, you would think that's a lot. But you made a really good point the other day. It was a good point. It was. I, I actually think this is the yeah. best point anybody's ever made about this. Their job mm. performance. You know, if we're talking strictly performance mm -hmm. review, their performance review relies completely on 15 to 18 year old kids. Honestly, pay them too. I mean, I used I, to be yeah. very like, this paid too much. We should pay the teachers more. We should pay the teachers yeah, more, yeah, period. But. You know, I used to be more militant, like coaches are paid too much. They're just fat and out of shape. Like they can. And sometimes that's true. A lot of the times that's yeah. true. But. However. I did finally realize like, oh, wait, Coach Gardner's performance at the end of the year relied on my ass showing up to practice on time at 15 years old. So to put this in perspective, a couple episodes ago, we talked about a young man um, who murdered somebody else in our hometown. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That young man was on our football team. Yeah. And our coach's salary depended on that person running a post route correctly. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it actually. So you know what? Uh, fair. I fair. actually got you know this one. They're like, you know what? You know what? Pay them. Fine. Pay them. Pay up. Give give them some money. <laughs> give them this some is money. a really hard job. <laughs> I mean, can you? I mean, you know, I've met entrepreneurs. We've yeah, been yeah. fortunate to have people on the podcast that Absolutely. run businesses with adults, mm-hmm. and they talk about it's so it's stressful. So like, I come home and. So and so said this, and this person did this. This and person work- didn't show up to work, and they're yeah. not pulling their weight. These, These are guys show up at like eleven p.m. on a Monday because yeah. they've been in the film room, and they're like, "Well, Johnny's sleeping with Allison again, and Joey was late, and these guys' grades are bad." Like, you're asking somebody whose main like goal in life is to be good at teaching people a sport, yeah, to help bring grades up. Which is what? bonkers. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Well, like, you know, again, you're having to teach upwards of 100 kids mm-hmm. how to be athletic, and maybe three of them are athletic. Maybe three of them. And again, now, admittedly, you're, if you're at Lake Travis, um, they're all superstars. But it's because they, right? <laughs> they move there. Because they move there, because you're recruited. What do you think about that? Like, what do you think of the thing of, like, moving to a specific district so that you can play sports at a certain school? I think it's words that I can't say on a podcast uh, or our mom will kick my butt. Um, uh, well, you said butt, so go <laughs> ahead and stay on this trend. No, I, I think if you're moving your child to another location because it's like the better athletic mm-hmm. program. Yeah. And in few exceptions, it's utter ridiculousness. Yeah. You are trying to live your life through your child. And your choices are going to impact them in the most yeah. negative ways possible. And you're adding stress. That's my opinion. To, and you're That's adding stress opinion. to poor Todd Dodge's life. He's right. only getting paid one hundred fifty thousand dollars to deal with your kid. Deal with your kid, who yeah, who in inevitably is going to end up hooked on you know Zoloft. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and like at best is going to go to junior college. He's definitely going to wreck his Range Rover on the field. <laughs> You and know, you're just gonna night, buy him a new, and one. you're just gonna buy off the coach. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> that's probably part of how they make so, more money. You know, I, people talk about the problems in the world and how nobody has responsibility or nobody wants mm-hmm. to man up, and that's why it's because <laughs> parents are living vicariously through their yeah, children, which is just absurd. Because you know, you end up with these people who are like, "I could have gone pro," da 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 da, and yeah. then they sell real estate, and they're like, "Well, now I have money, so I'm gonna make sure my kid goes yeah. pro," and they're just living their own dreams through mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And uh, it results in programs with overinflated coaches. And it's like, hey, have you read The Blind Side? <laughs> There's a different way to go pro. There's a here, different guys. way to go pro. Uh, uh, I don't know. I honestly, <sighs> who am I to say? <sighs> other than my opinion is you're you're shortchanging mm-hmm. uh, your child's like life experience. Yeah, that's my opinion. Uh-huh. What about you? What do you think? I I mean, I think it's pathetic. Yeah, you know, I it's unfair to the kid. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure, you know, we got, we were lucky. We, we, never lucky. Had to, we had never had to change schools. Nope. And I've seen kids come into school new. Mm-hmm. And it's a twisted thing where, you know, kids get picked on and judged when they're new. Mm-hmm. If you're new, you're bullied immediately. Immediately. We so, got to see how strong you are. So number one, just for sports, you're subjecting your kid to immediate ostracization. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Um, Sure. Why not? Your kid is going to be ostracized immediately. Because you need them to... And if they can't hack it on the team, like, what are their problems? And then the other thing is, almost every time I saw that happen, so I can't give it a percentage, but when I saw it happen, with the exception of the principal's son, yeah, the kid was never that good. Typically, no. So, you know, you in our case, it was usually they came from a big school to a small school. Because they wanted to be a big Because they thought, well, I'll... I was second string in Midlands, so I can be first string in Andrews. And then they weren't. 
because it turns out it's not that the school's big. It's that your kid... Because Micah Melton exists. Yeah. He's going to take the head off of your child. Dude, Micah Melton's so big. He was a he was an adult. I watched that man hit a baseball with a wood bat mm-hmm. on the softball field. Oh, my God. Crazy. Like, crazy. Um, that, so, that, that human was insane. I, I feel bad for the kid because their parents are pathetic. Yeah. And... It sucks that the backlash of their parents being pathetic is theirs to deal with. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I hate it. I think it should be. I, I feel about it almost the way I feel about the transfer portal in college now. You can transfer whenever you want. Just what? You didn't know this? I didn't know this. Yeah. And in, in NCAA, you can enter the transfer portal mm-hmm. any, anytime. If I, I'm dissatisfied, okay. yada, yada, I go to schools. All right. And I just don't. You know, you know what? That makes sense, though, because like based on the way they're running everything, college is becoming like your farm league. So sure. But I disagree with that entirely. Like, I, I don't like I, that I, I disagree with it on principle. Call me old fashioned. I think you should just have to stick with it. You know, I mean, you know, if you're not earning your spot, you're not earning your spot. And I yeah. view it like, you know, if you're not earning your spot at Westlake. Yeah. Don't go somewhere else and assume you're going to earn it there. Yeah. Just earn it at Westlake or accept the fact that you should just go be an accountant. You're going to be happier anyway. So, Hey man, avoid the head trauma. Exactly. So go play rugby, protect your head. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, Texas high school football. It's, it's crazy how it does. It it dictates so many parental decisions, Mm -hmm. so many, like the life expectancy of coaches, (laughs) but you know what? Like to take it away from just kind of like coaches and the, Mm -hmm. the crazy stuff. High school football does have the ability to bring towns together in or the weirdest separate or them. separate them, but it, it does have kind of this magic mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Whether it's the size of the stadium, the fact that it's outside, mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's unlike air, unlike any other sport, mm-hmm. it puts people in a position to really root, not just for the kids playing, but for mm-hmm. the town itself. Yeah. And it brings about so much good stuff. Yeah. It's like the World Cup. In, yeah, on a very small, on a very, scale. very, very small yeah, yeah. scale. But like you know, like you know, people don't really care about being American anymore. No, and I'm not going down a Patreon. No, no, right but now. but we're in a really interesting time because mm-hmm. right now people do because we're yeah. watching this World Cup happen and we're like, go America, yeah. And you know, the every other like, country minus Iran is like, go, go our country. I like, I can't, I I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but we haven't been this united since nine twelve. I, d- I picked up on what Thanks. that meant. Yeah. But, but You're like, kind honestly, of right. Honestly. Like, I, I don't remember yeah. a time when we've been like so for one thing. This many people have been like our country. When I was, I was sitting in the living room with my, my two roommates mm-hmm. and they were both there and we were all watching this game. And, yep. and there was that moment where we realized this is one of those unique times when everybody is doing the same thing mm-hmm. and we're all thinking the same thing. Yeah. And it was a really beautiful moment. And that's something that high school football delivers on a much smaller scale. Mm-hmm across the nation, but especially in Texas. Yeah. Well, and it just goes to prove, you know, maybe the biggest truth in life. Sports are everything. Yes. And you should buy more crap. Yes. Relevant to sports. Anyway, <laughs> what, uh, what is before we let everyone go, what's like your favorite high school football memory? memory? Like whether it's you playing or sure, just growing up, going to the Mustang bowl, mm-hmm. you know, just overall Parting around. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. That's a really good question um, because I I view high school football in three distinct ways. Mm-hmm. As a spectator, mm-hmm. going, going to high school football games, as a middle schooler, 
you know, imagining yourself like yeah. in the Friday night lights playing, everybody watching you it like running around, you know, trying to, trying to figure out what this whole like girls thing is about holding hands, holding hands time, for the first under time under a blanket. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, don't let anybody see making you. out in the practice, making fields, out the practice Kaylee field, Kaylee and uh, all that stuff. Maybe that's just you, but, uh, uh hey, Malia Melton. <laughs> oh, well, you know, <laughs> speaking of the Meltons, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think her boyfriend knew about that, but she did whatever. not. <laughs> so as a spectator, um, as, as a player mm-hmm. on the field, which I think my favorite memory there would have to be, there was one time in Snyder. Yeah. One time in Snyder where I was a receiver on mm-hmm. the offense and I, I had the worst hands of all time. I was only a receiver because I was fast mm-hmm. for our team. Well, in small town, small so town you had to play. Both so you ways. had to play both ways. I was a linebacker on defense, which is great. I mm-hmm. loved it. And receiver on offense, which was terrible because I couldn't catch. <laughs> And there was one, there was one moment. I had one moment where for whatever reason, uh, I, I ran just a hard, just a hard, you know, hail Mary route. Yeah. And it wasn't supposed to go to me, but everybody else was covered. And the guy who was covering me was like, well, this guy's not getting it. Yeah. So I look back and, and just happened to be in the perfect position. When I look mm-hmm. that the ball hits me. That's awesome. And it was one of those like, Oh, Nice, nice, <laughs> and that that was fun because I for the first time in my whole life I yeah. could, like run a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, and then the third one is the bus on the way back. Yeah. So every single game, no matter whether it was a win or lose, the bus on the way back was always interesting to me mm-hmm. because that's when you find out who these people are. <laughs> yeah. Going up, everything's like everybody's laughing and cutting up, and that's you know that's its own thing. But coming back is where you finally, for the first time as a man, see other men being vulnerable, mm-hmm. and that's when you kind of learn what character is. Mm-hmm. And those little moments of development are are something I'll remember forever. Heck yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, man? Yours is way deeper than mine. Uh, Two thousand twelve. Because for the longest time, Seminole was not in Andrews District. Right. Which is weird, but yeah. Yeah, because it's right there. But yeah. then fi- when I was in high school, it switched, it switched. where Seminole was in our district. Mm-hmm. And immediate animosity was immediate. Immediate. Because, um, you know, Seaman Hole. Right. Yeah. Um, I almost did that one. Yeah. Well, I think it started with our year. Um, there's a, a rest stop halfway between Seminole and Andrews. Mm-hmm. And Coy Lopez... The day before the game Mm. and like a pack of high schoolers drove to the rest stop and Rance Layton, I think, I think it was Rant or Rayleigh Suarez, Mm -hmm. a a kid from the Seminole team and a pack of Seminole kids met there and they fist fought Mm -hmm. and it. I remember you telling me this story and it started a tradition of like before the Seminole game. There's a there's a there's all out one on one fist fight brawl, a warriors level between two like, guys that have to play the next day. Yeah. And that's just such a, it's such a weird tradition. Like these guys are going to be co-workers in five mm-hmm. years, but oh, it's yeah. such a like high school like, you know, we got again, we grew up in a place where like the 90s kind of lagged a little bit. Well, it's like that that whole thing. I, I remember you telling me the story mm-hmm. and I was I was like, that's basically, you know, your your uh your socks and greasers. Yeah, honestly. Like, all like honestly. Yeah. 
Except it was just greasers. It was just greasers. Greasers, greasers. greasers. yeah. yeah. Uh, greasers and greasiers. And I mean, Coy Lopez kicked his ass. Uh, yeah. Who, yeah, later went on to be like, he actually fought in a, in a like MMA, yeah, like, yeah. sanctioned fight mm-hmm. and won. So, uh, but yeah, I just always remember that because, you know, I would hear college roommates tell stories of yeah. their football traditions and stuff. And it's all big and city. that one's really unique. And it was like... Yeah, we had like a thing where we organized a fight between yeah. two people. Did you ever go to those? Yeah, I went. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Should have placed bets. Should have placed bets. Um, <laughs> you should have been the bookie. <laughs> the one person who can do math. Yeah, I wanted, yeah. yeah. Hey, guys. Who wants the over? Who wants the yeah. Um, But yeah. Oh, Texas high school football. Texas high school football. We should go to a game or something. Honestly, yeah. Like, what if next uh, year we're just broadcasting the state championship? Why not? Like, welcome to the biggest waste of money at Jerry World there ever has been. <laughs> where Todd Dodge is looking for a raise. Um, All right, everyone. Let's watch a couple 16-year-olds beat the shit out of each other. Let's watch the greatest day of a lot of future alcoholics' life. Here we go. <laughs> After this, they're all going to be real sad for a real You're going to watch a lot of kids cry today. It's going to be great. Two of these people are going on to college. The rest of them are taking out big this loans what that are Texas never going to get paid off. <laughs> Welcome to the future welders of America. Um, not sponsored by the Texas State Football Championship. <laughs> Definitely not sponsored now. The uh, stealthily saddest day in most kind of it kind of is anyway um well hey thank you guys so much thank you all listening. so much don't forget to watch the texas state high school championships um on fox coming up in a couple weeks don't forget to follow subscribe like hit us up on instagram we got a lot of reels coming up on there thanks to creators collective thanks to pouch six q6 media thank you to all of you we appreciate y'all so much bye y'all <laughs> <laughs>